Have you found yourself with a um, crying boy or girl and you're asking them, what's going on? Why are you sad? Why are you nervous? Why are you afraid? What's happening? And all the answer that you get is, I don't know. And you try to make sense of it and you try to explain to them that they're perfectly safe, that there's nothing to worry, that it's just the way it is, that it's totally okay. And they just seem to freak out with every answer, with every option you give them. They seem to close farther and farther and farther. They seem to get more agitated. And how frustrating is that? I cannot explain how many parents come to me saying, why is he or she doing this? What's happening? And the kid keeps saying, I don't know. And what I explain to the parents is, you know what? They really don't know. They don't know what's happening to them. And it's true that they don't know. But I want to explain to you in this video, I want to explain to you why is it that they don't know and what alternative you have to that process of getting frustrated. So maybe if I use an analogy, you can understand better. Um, as you know, I'm very keen on you understanding your kids' feelings and emotions. So just imagine this. Imagine your kid feels that whatever is triggering that reaction, that cry, that fear, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever is triggering that fear, it's a huge monster. It's a huge monster that is behind me and it's coming towards me. We all have had nightmares, so you can, you can imagine how it feels. There's a huge monster behind me, it's coming towards me, and I, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to stop and face it? Or am I just going to run away from it? Now, I think it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that I'm going to run away. I'm going to run and hide and pretend that it's not there, because the fact of facing it is, is, is freaking me out, really. That's how it feels for your kids. That's how those fears feel for your kids. And that's why asking and asking and asking what's happening is probably not the right approach. Definitely not at that time. So just one more thing before I go on this part. Just one more thing. Just imagine, just imagine that that monster that you know it's there and is coming forward towards you. Just imagine that you're the only one who can see that monster. Nobody else understands that that monster is there. Nobody can see or hear that monster, only you. How does that make you feel? That's how they feel. There's something there that is really, really frightening. Nobody else sees it. Maybe something is wrong with me. What do I do? So I don't make sense of any, any of this. So you know what? I don't know seems to work well. So in this video, I want to again give you a bit more understanding of what's happening in your child's mind and what options do we have. How do we go about it in a way that is better for them? And I want to share with you what I call the, the butterfly technique. It's, it's fun, it's easy, um, and it, it's quite enjoyable for kids to do, and it has a release. It, it creates that release in them. So let's go back to square one. You now understand about the, the monster that is behind me, what it makes me really afraid. And, and your kid saying, I don't know. And, and as I said, they don't know. And they don't know for two or three reasons, depending how we see it, okay? The first reason is I cannot explain what's happening to me. It's difficult enough for anybody to, um, to express our feelings. 
let alone for a six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old kid, is really, really difficult. Now, they understand the feeling very well. They tell me all the time, Mr. Oti, I know that feeling inside out. I felt it so many times. I just don't know what it is or what to do with it. So it's very confusing. And not only they don't have the words, they just don't know. They don't have the experience or the maturity to talk about it. The second reason uh, that they tell me, and, and again, they tell this to me week in, week out. Yeah, it's nothing that I read on book. This is what they tell me. They said, what, what happens if I say it? What is that, that is going to happen? Mom or dad are going to be upset. Dad might think that I'm weak. Mom might, might laugh at me because I'm being silly. They might ignore it. Or, or actually, and this happens, and this is not age-specific. I've, I've heard this from kids of 5 or 10 or 15 years old. It's a, if I say it out loud, it might become true. And that is what's happening. So when this kid is saying, I don't know, is because one, they don't know, really, they don't know. And they don't know what may happen if they were to express it. I don't have the words and I don't know what's going to happen if I'm going to express it. So that's why they don't know. But as I said, there's a third one, there's a third part, a third reason for this, which is like, well, if everybody's asking me what's happening, why am I doing this, and I cannot express it, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe, maybe something is broken inside my head. Maybe something is not working. Maybe I'm at fault. So again, I don't know. It's a really valid strategy when you are in that situation. So what is that we can do? Now, if you look online on Google, you're going to see loads of how to or what to do when and um, and i like those it's always always very informative and i and i provide my my own how to and what to but what i really want to say as with anything that i'm saying this is a process this is a process of doing things over and over again until we get to the result there is no no magic wand it's really about helping them go one step at a time until we resolve it and you may have two step forwards, one step backwards, or one forward, two backwards, that always happens as well. But it's about keep going, keep going, keep going. And with every experience, every day, every time, it's getting just a tiny bit better and they are closer to that resolution. So please take, take my own suggestions from that point of view. Take the ideas, take the thoughts, make them yours, but really kind of think that it's a process of, um, of thinking and feeling, and it takes a bit of time. The technique that I want to share with you today, I call it, we call it um, butterfly. And we made it up uh, in between a number of sessions. We thought, how do we go about this? We found this, we found that, and eventually we put it together and, uh, and it works really well. And uh, you will know why we call it butterfly at the end of, of the video. This so, is how you go about it. First thing is you reassure your kid that you don't, you're not asking them to say anything that they don't want to. That in fact, you don't need to know that if they want to share it, that's okay. But um, it's fine. And if they don't want to do it, that's okay. That this is an exercise for them to do. Uh, in fact, when I do it, 
I, I know my wear my glasses and I said, listen, I cannot read without the glasses. I'm going to leave them here and I go to the other side of the room. So he said, I cannot see anything that you're writing. So that gives them a bit, a bit of privacy. Um, and it all starts with a piece of paper and a pen. So the first thing that I ask them to do is I ask them to take a piece of paper, fold it in two, and I ask them to write on the inside of it. And I said, listen, because I don't want to see anything that you don't want to tell me, just write on that part. And when you finish, you can just close it. So again, this gives them that privacy. Remember, it's quite scary to talk about your feelings. The more that we respect that, the better that they will engage with this process. So we said, listen, how, how many worries do you think you, you have? And they may say, well, one, two or three. Uh, and that's fine. And I always say, listen, just for the fun of it, we're going to do two more, five. Now, the reason for that is that the real worries are not the ones that they know. The ones that they know, they, they're important. Of course, they're important. But there's always something that they're not facing. So the challenge is, and I, we make it a bit of fun, the challenge is to write or to draw five things that it worries them. Now, sometimes I give them a bit more fun. So I say, listen, we have to do it in, in under one minute or in that two minutes and I get a stopwatch. Uh, and that makes it a bit more fun. But what it really does is it stops them from thinking too much. I don't want them thinking, I want them to download, just to throw whatever it's in the mind and the heart and to put it on that piece of paper. They don't have to write long sentences, they can just write one word. If they don't know how to express it, they can draw it, that's perfectly fine. And it's really important to reassure them that it's fine whatever they want to do. So first thing, we show them a piece of paper, we give them privacy, we challenge them a tiny bit with a bit of fun, of humor. Um, again, a lot of the times I do this with them. So I do them, I am becoming an exemplar to them. I am doing it so they can do it. I am leading by doing it myself. Uh, now when we, they finish, they close a piece of paper, they have it there, I say, thank you very much. Sometimes they leave it open, I say, oh, please close it down. If you want to tell me, that's great. But if not, that's perfectly fine as well. And most likely than not, they will not want to tell you. So I, then we have a bit of a chat. I don't ask anything about those things. I, I ask questions about, well, how many of those worries were you aware of? And they say, well, two, three, four, well, fine. Uh, is, there, is there anyone that you were not so clear about it before we started the exercise? And most of the times, again, not always, but most of the time there's one or two topics that they said, mm, I'm quite surprised I wrote about that, but they wrote it and that's great. After we had the chat, this becomes a bit more of the, of the fun part. What I asked them to do, and I, I do a bit of a theater, that's because it's, it's, it's more fun and they, they enjoy it better. Uh, so what I asked them is, okay, now very carefully, I want you to take that piece of paper that is folded and nobody can read, and very delicately hold it with your both two hands from one of the edges, and now rip it off. And the first reaction that they have, what do you mean? Do I have to rip it off? And I say, yes, go for it. And they rip it off. And that is a sense of relief. When they rip that piece of paper off, I cannot tell you this, they have a big smile. Uh, I remember I was teaching a group of teachers about this technique uh, in one of the schools that we support. There were, what, 50, 60 teachers? And the smiles and the laughs at this time of the, of the exercise was fantastic. They felt that release. I, I'm dealing with that. So 
ripping it off is one of the big parts that happen. The next thing that I said is, okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to make of those pieces of paper and do as many as you can. I want you to make three piles of paper. And most of the kids very diligently, they, they do it. So I want you to take one of those pieces of paper and uh, sorry, one of those piles of paper, hold it on your hand, go to the bin. And at the count of three, I want you to just let it off, taking a deep blow. And when you do this in your mind, I want you to imagine that all those pieces of paper are becoming butterflies. Therefore the name. So um, they take three, two, one, take a deep breath, throw it, blow. And just for the fun of it, I always ask, um, did you see the butterflies? 100%, they always see the butterflies. And I said, what colors were they? Oh, they were blue, orange, black and yellow, whatever, it is fantastic. Let's do it with the second one. Take the second one, deep breath, close your eyes, blow and let them go. And uh, again, the question about the butterflies, and you can see how the shoulders start uh, going down, how they feel more relaxed, how they feel a bit more chirpy. They just go into the third one quite eagerly and they just do it very, very easily. And at the end of it, what I always do, I said, if you're doing this in your bedroom, take that bin and empty it. Take it to the recycling bin outside, take it to the kitchen. And this is, it's quite important. It's a small thing, but it's important because I don't want them to go to bed knowing that those worries and those pieces of paper are in the same room where they are now. I want them to dispose of those pieces of paper, of those worries, as far away as possible. I just remember I was, um, I was working with a 16 years old kid and he learned this technique. He loved it. And he said, is it okay if I burn them? I said, well, yeah, of course, just be mindful and make sure that your, uh, uh, your parents are okay with this. Um, so I received a call from, from his dad and said, so he's loving the idea, we're all doing it, uh, but we just had the fireman, the fire crew coming because the alarm went off. So just be mindful, don't, don't do that. Uh, it's okay if you want to burn and just make sure that it's, it's health and safety secure, um, but ripping it off is perfectly fine and that works equally well. So as always, I want to tell you what is that you can expect. Now, the first part of the, of the process is a bit uncomfortable for the kid. They still fear that you're going to ask them about uh, the, the emotions. They still worry about writing them down. It, it's quite, a, a, quite a, a lot to ask. So just sympathize with them. And say, Listen, I know it's a bit uncomfortable, but just bear with me. It's going to get better and it's going to get easier. Um, the second thing is it's very important that we see this technique for what it is. This technique is not resolving any issue that is going. It's just helping them deal with those emotions. This technique is not about fixing things. It's just about making it more manageable to deal with it. However, as we do this more and more often, we, become, uh, we, we learn one thing and that one thing is important. I can manage my feelings and that is a huge learning. I'm, my feelings are not controlling me, I am managing them. And that's really the biggest learning that we can provide with this technique to those child is say, you can do this. And if you can do this with a piece of paper, ripping it off and thinking of butterfly, imagine what you can do when you put your mind to it. And this is really what I want you to learn. This is the most important thing. Say, so 
You are in charge of your feelings. You can manage those feelings. I never talk about controlling. Controlling for me sounds very suppressive. You can manage those feelings and you can deal with them and that's okay. And um, again, as always, this is what I wanted to share with you. I hope that you found this technique useful. Uh, I do it all the time. And uh, as I said, I, I do it with adults, I do it with kids. It works really, really well. But again, as always, feel free to comment, feel free to contact us if you have any questions. We are online, helpingkids.co.uk, on the email, info at helpingkids.co.uk, or give us a call. We're more than happy to talk to you and to help you any way we can. Uh, and that's all for us, uh, for me. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye.